church. Turn and welcome somebody to church. Oh, welcome them to church. Great, there's no place to be and only to seek to be than to be in the presence of God. For in the presence of God, great things happen. In the presence of God, he is able to, there's no place, no place for you to desire to be than to sit before the Lord. I would like to read something from the book of uh, the psalm the psalm are really the psalm I like the psalms and how many of you have read psalms before psalm 18 I will read from chapter 18 I love that psalm because it talks about the very word of God See, before God does anything, there are three things you need. First, God gives a promise. Say a promise. One of the reasons why we pray is to be able to know what God has for us. Whatever God has for you is a promise. But if that promise is not made known to you, it will be difficult for you to claim it. How many of you know that? You know that you can have a check of a rich man giving you a check of one billion dollars. And you say, I claim it. <laughs> then the person comes and gives you and you don't know, you have never seen a check before. You take the check 
And if the person looks very nice or a very important person, you may frame it and put it uh, nicely at the corner of your house that this president came to this place, this rich man came to this place, this is what he gave to me, a piece of paper written on it. You don't know what is written on it. You can have that thing there and still live in your poverty. Until you discover that this is a check, they can take it to the bank and open an account and put it in. God has promised us and given us so many things. But we can't even, we don't even understand it. So we walk, even though you say we are more than a conqueror, you frame the more than a conqueror and put it on top of your table. More than a conqueror. But you have been defeated. <laughs> you, you, need, <laughs> you need to be able to claim all this that God tells us. But you cannot claim it if you don't understand it. If you don't, you cannot understand it if it is not revealed to you. And that is why we need to pray and pray and pray and get understanding and get uh, the revelation of the word of God. It is then that we can then act. And the people that act, they are the one that get the result of the word. The Bible says that is a doers of the word that benefit. Not the hearers. The hearers simply mean you've heard it, but you didn't understand it. <laughs> if you really understood what was said and is good for you, you will act upon it. Isn't it? But if you don't understand it, you say, oh, wow, wow, it's great, it's great, it's great, and you sleep. But if you really understand it, you will act upon that word. And I believe that that is the strategy Israel used. I'll come to some when Joshua, God called Joshua. Joshua told him, Joshua. Joshua was a little bit afraid, but he didn't know his way about. Because when you come and you take over from a great person like Moses, you should be afraid. <laughs> so he was a little bit afraid, and God assured him that, look, all that Moses did, even though Moses could hear from me, even though Moses could put his staff here, or even though Moses could do this and all these miracles happen, even though Moses can pray and manna will come from heaven. And you see, even though Moses uh, will just step forth his. Uh, his rod and uh, the, red, uh, the, uh, the Red Sea will open for people to walk through. He can still stretch it back and he can swallow the Egyptian. Even though you see him doing all this miracle and you have never done one miracle before. Apart from fighting. <laughs> Imagine you going to take over from such a miraculous man. You should be afraid. Because you know you cannot match up to what? The standard. But God assures him and all of us that it's not you matching up the standard of somebody on this earth. It is you knowing who is with you and who is working for you. 
The Lord said, look, don't be afraid. The one which, whenever you measure yourself, you see, if Moses hadn't come, if he hadn't seen Moses before, he wouldn't panic. If it's the first time they say, oh, take care of this people, you, nobody, imagine uh, this church, they transfer me and they just ask you to come and take over. You fear. You see, humanly, you will fear. But if it hasn't, I wasn't there, and God says, start something, and you start from the beginning, will you be afraid? You won't be afraid. But your question will be, will I be able to maintain the church? Will I be able to uh, do this? Will I be able to do this? Many questions will come uh, to you, and those questions will create fear. So it's natural for Joshua to fear. So the first thing God assured him is not to be afraid. Because you cannot go to God with fear and still believe. So he dealt with his fear. And I pray that God will deal with our fears too. Then the next step is that, say, look, the reason why Moses was doing all this is not Moses. It's me. It is me, Jehovah God. Moses can't produce anything. Moses was a failure in the civil service. Which he couldn't even, he didn't have anything. He worked for 40 years going to pension, but don't have a house. Taking care of his father-in-law's ship. This is a guy who went to America and worked and never made it. And came to Ghana and worked and never made it. It is in the midst of his failure that I, the Lord, your God, picked him. So Moses was a failure without me, but a successful person with me. So that same God, I am going to be with you. No matter what kind of failure you've seen in your life, I am going to bring help to you. So the equation is God. You plus God. You are a great army. Amen. You minus God is equal to failure. <laughs> you plus God is equal to success. That is what my definition of success and failure So he assured him, don't be afraid. So at the point when God assured him that, look, no man, no man, yes, no man will be able to stand before you. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. What a promise. What a promise. It means that you're going through this life knowing that no man can conquer you. The only person that can conquer you is you yourself. No man 
shall be able to what? Stand before you all the days of your life. Not at your younger age. At the, after all, he was uh, old. This promise came to him after 80 years. God spoke this one to him after, eight, after he was 80 years. Because, you know, uh, he was 40. Uh, uh, then they went into slavery for another 40 years. So, 80, and just an hour. They were around 80 years. In their 80s. And in an 80-year-old man, getting to that period, God telling you, no man, including the young men that are born, Including those who did, uh, how do you call it? Press up. Press up. <laughs> Even in your old age, you will stand in the ring with your enemy. And no man, no man, no man will be able to face you. It simply means that. At the age God was telling this man, he shouldn't tell him that. He should look at some young man. 25, 28, and tell him that. Because they are vibrant, have energy in them. This is the people you should tell them. But he said, Joshua, no man will be able to withstand you. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are. The equation should be God. When you add God in your life, your world succeed. He said, no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. I like that. He said, all the days of your life. God does not give victory only at certain time. When God is with you, you overcome and you conquer all the time. Every battle you enter in, when God is with that with you, that battle has to be won. Amen. All the days of your life. Tell somebody all the days of my life. Oh, tell that person. God is going to be with you. It also simply means that all the days of your life, you should be with God. Let God be closer to you all the days of your life. Because he makes the difference. He said, as I was with Moses, so you've seen the secret of Moses. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. So, all what was happening is not Moses. It is God being with Moses. So, if that same God is with you, what else then? So, I will be with you. I will not do what? Leave you, nor forsake you. God promised that he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. For me, this is the greatest promise you can ever have. He said, my presence shall be with you always. Joshua, if I'm there, 
what else do you need? If I'm there, Joshua, look, the Jordan cannot stand before you. The same God who made Moses cross the Red Sea, even though you don't have a staff, because he was wondering when Moses met, saw the the army coming, God said, use your staff, because everybody believed in the staff of Moses, and you you don't have staff. In fact, he was a soldier. Uh, Joshua was a soldier. He used to fight down then while Moses was doing a spiritual thing. So your man, they obeyed them. So Joshua also was confronted with the Jordan. And at this time, Jordan had overflown eight banks. The problem had surmounted and become bigger. You have an arrears to clear before you yourself, you start your life. That was his time. And that was the time Joshua took over. But that was the time God also asked him to cross. He was going to, if I were, I would have asked him, hey, Jehovah, when you call me, you didn't give me a rod like Moses. And Jehovah would have answered him, you are not a shepherd. Moses was a shepherd. <laughs> and he used to use his, his rod. And his shepherd rod, I simply took this simple shepherd rod. That's what he had. And that's what I can use. You do whatever you have. Is that what I will use. It doesn't matter what is in your hand. Don't look at other people's ability and try to condemn yours. Some people have rod because they were shepherd. You are not one. You can also have something because you are something. God can use anything of yours to give you victory. My presence shall go with you. And God, they were to cross that Red Sea, uh, that Jordan River. Jordan had overflown eight bank. And that was the time God said, cross. If it was me or you, you ask God question. God, can't you see that this Jordan has overflown it back. Even if you want us to cross, let the river shrink it to the level we can walk through. But God said, go! And he told him, my strategy with you is my presence. He said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. I'll be with you everywhere you are. So if it is my presence, let my presence enter into the waters. 
For you, my strategy is my expression. So, the strategy was that the, the priests were the one that should go first, isn't it? With the what? The ark. Carrying it, they should step in. God's presence must get into it first. So the moment the present got inside, the sea couldn't stand. The Jordan couldn't stand. It had to part. The same way they passed through it and God gave them great victory over a wall which nobody thought they could overtake. A very simple they just have to obey instruction. In the Christian work, obedience is very important. If you want to see victory, learn how to obey. Yet this is the instruction. The instruction looks stupid. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make scientific. Uh, you cannot reason it out. You see a war, they're going to fight an enemy, an experienced people. They are inside there. They've locked the gate because of you. You cannot enter the house. You're going to fight them and God say, go and make noise. Just go around. Seven times. Say, go around seven times. And going around seven times. What scientific? <laughs> it doesn't make scientific sense. It doesn't make sense in anything. It doesn't make political sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense for anything. Going around as if you are lost. Going around a problem. And they went around the first day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, Six days, the seven days, you have to go around seven times. What if you're going to fight a battle? You want us to waste all our energy in walking. So when we meet the enemy, what energy can we gain? God will take away your strength so that his strength can fight the battle for you. Whenever your strength it's lost, it's gone. And you see that this time I'm tired. That is when God comes in. Yeah. The Lord is my strength. Yeah. When they're going around it seven times, you must be exhausted. You must be tired. And now you say, now blow the trumpet when you are tired. Everybody shout. When you are, you are, you are, you are all exhausted, shout. Say, shout for what? After fasting, they say, go and, go and do this. How? After fasting for three days, you see that even your, your, your prayer, your Jesus, you can't even mention it in the name of Jesus. You know, when you're, you're eating well, in Jesus' name, now you're fasted. Oh God. <laughs> so that it will not be of your strength, but it will be 
the strength and the power of God. So God wants us to lean on him and said, Joshua, as long as you lean on me, I will give you divine victory. So he gave them the first after they did and they shouted uh, everything, uh, broke down and God gave them the strength and the power and they took the city of uh, Jericho. You know when you win such a big battle, your confidence is boosted up, is up. Their confidence was up. And they started, they went to the next uh, 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 the next city, isn't it? Which city did they go? I. Even the name is a sh- Now Joshua sent men from Jericho to I, only to A-I. You didn't look like the, the name even is very short. And it wasn't any big business. Oh, even Jericho, the way we conquered, sometimes you can be overconfident. So now when God, be careful when you win your big battles. Sometimes if you don't take time, you will stop trusting in the Lord and trust in yourself. So, and they returned to, and Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Bethel, and on the east of Bethel, and they, he spoke at them, saying, you know, go up and spy out the country. So the men went up and spied out. Uh, they did recognition. They, they went there to go and look at how. They, 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 they have a recognition. Uh, how do you call it? Reconnaissance. Yeah. They, they, they look through and see where. So in, the, in warfare, you have to be able to be able to uh, go around, do some uh, some breaking, go around and look at them, how you're going to attack your enemy. So they went there and they saw that oh, these people, yeah, they have nothing. <laughs> And they returned to Joshua and said to him, do not let all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men. It's something you can underestimate. Your end. This one, when the problem is small, you don't pray. Huh? Oh, most of us, there are some problems that we, oh, shut up, oh God, God help me. You see the person here lying down here crying. But when they see small problem, they say, oh, this one there, me to me. And, and it's those small problems that kills you. <laughs> the small headaches, they're the one that kills. The little foxes, they're the one that brings it. Say, oh, this one. So when they saw the ah, that small it can be with a small name. The people cry, they are not strong. If you look at them, they are small like Prophet Anno. They don't have muzzle. We don't even need to go to with weapon. We can just hold them one by one and, and, and finish them. You look at the situation, it's very oh, small and normal. After this one, if, if this guy, if Kwaku can do it, even, look, let's say even the village boys, they do it. This exam, uh, this exam even those who went to Saito, they pass it. And me from uh, You go and sit, you see. So, when we have, 
We think we can conquer something. We don't need, most of that we don't consult God. So they didn't even pray. When he was going to take Jericho, you know what he did? He was behind praying until the captain, the general, came and he said, are you for me or are you against me? He said, oh, let's go. The moment the man appeared, it means a victory shall come. But this one, oh, smart him. I don't need to consult God. Ah, my money, how small money can do it? You do it, Langard will come and break it down. <laughs> when you get it to a certain level, you try it again. You try this one, and before you realize all your money is getting into it, it's swallowing everything. Simple thing. God! Joshua. He did not even consult God. He just agreed and sent some few, some men. So about 3,000 men went up there from the people, but they fled before the men of Ai. Meanwhile, God says that they shall, they will, they will flee before you. But now, you are, you are flying, you are, you are running away from them. Who is telling the truth, God or, or you? If you fail to consult God in your situation, you may flee. <laughs> so, <clears throat> look at what happened. And the men of I struck down about 36 men, for they chased them from before the gate as far as Shebar and struck them down on the descent. Therefore, the heart of the people melted and became like water. Have your heart melted before? Have you, have you seen a problem that have created panic in your life before? Yes. Hey! Sometimes you are shaking. You don't want to know, but you are shaking. Inside is shaking like this. You are afraid. And your children can say, oh, enyeshe. Meanwhile, that is shaking. They see your hands shaking. That is enyeshe. They melted. Small city created fear, panic, caused them to melt like water. Small city, things they thought they could easily overcome, created something. Then look at the next. Then Joshua tore his clothes. And fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the now. He went to the presence. He said, My presence shall go with you. This is the you should have gone there first before sending the people. Assemble to you. When trouble comes to us, that's where we go to God. We don't go to God before the trouble comes. So <laughs> he tore his clothes and fell before the ark. Oh, Joshua, 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 Yehua. <laughs> and he fell on the on his face, with his face before, on, before the ark of the Lord until evening. Ha! So you know how to do this. 
to wait upon the Lord till evening. And he and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their head. They didn't need to go through this. And Joshua said, Alas, Lord God, why have you brought these people over the Jordan at all? See, that is human being. When they won the first battle, you didn't ask him that. Now you've lost this small one. Your heart has melted and any enemy that feared cannot fight. Unless God put courage in them, this people, a small boy can defeat them. And Joshua said, Alas, Lord God, why have you brought this people over the Jordan at all? <laughs> to deliver us into the land of the Amorite, to destroy us. To destroy us? Oh, that we had been content and dwell on the other side of the Jordan. Have you ever met a problem and you wish? You got a, you got a job, you change a job, you got a very big, good salary, and everything is good for you, then some problem comes. Say, so God, I wish I was in my old place. <laughs> Your old place, when you were there, you couldn't build, you couldn't do anything. But now you've got houses, you've got this. But because of the small problem, you are wishing. Say, God, I should, why would you bring us to come and destroy us? The problem wasn't God. The problem was Joshua. His presence must go with you. Never get to a place where you feel content, where you feel you can do everything by yourself. Always let God be in your situation. Then look at Joshua. Oh my God. Oh Lord, what shall I say when Israel turns it back before its enemies? Oh. For the Canaanite and all the inhabitants of the land will hear it and surround us. You see, they are confident. You see, a winning army sent fears to their enemy. If you start winning battle before you fight your enemy, your fear alone is a plus to the warfare. But if you are somebody they beat all the time, even the person is weak, he will encourage himself to fight you. So he analyzed the whole thing and said, God, if they have heard this small country, this small village, this small boy has beaten me, us. Lord, everybody, the, the, the giant, they, they say, oh, even if I have beaten the people, we too, we can beat them. And it will encourage them. But they have also forgotten that God has given them victory over Jericho. That can also be a testimony. Sometimes we forget about our testimonies and center all our decision on our failures or our whatever we have failed on. You have a testimony too. The devil was trying to make his mind just center his, all his life upon the failures instead of thinking about the greatest success God has given them. 
fighting without web, without without doing anything. God fighting your battle for you. With this great city which nobody could break through, you've broken through. And this small city I've beaten you are afraid. So, Joshua, for the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear it and surround us and cut off our name from the earth. Then that will you do. Then what will you do for your great name? Why are you concerned about God's name? Sometimes we, when we want something, we want to cover it uh, <laughs> Around oh nyanko from one 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 <laughs> so go ahead and tell you tell God what you want. <laughs> Don't think God God is uh, he, he cares about what you are saying. <laughs> so the Lord said to Joshua, "Get up. Why do you lie down? <laughs> That's on your face. Sorry, <laughs> get up. This is the time for you. To, the time you have to lie down. Your face is when you are going to the warfare. Warfare. You finish. Get up now. Get up now. <laughs> you have to go and fight. I know it's fear that's making you lie down. Lie down. Get up." <laughs> Israel has sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. For they have even taken some of the accusations, and have both stolen and deceived, and they have also put it among their own stuff. The reason why they lost was not because the city was small, but because they disobeyed. It means that if you sin, everything will be against you. It means that if in disobedience you cannot win your battle, you can be more than a conqueror. But if you live in disobedience, you will be conquered. Because all disobedient people should be disco- uh, conquered. Obedient people, God is behind them. So it's good when you hear the word of God you go by it. He said, don't take this accustom. And he can show it. His eyes, covetousness. See money. Some people, the minute they see money, they stop. They can't think again. <laughs> throw dollars here. You see eyes. Come and throw about Hundred thousand dollars and put it in the Let's put off the light. You will see. <laughs> you will see people who crawl <laughs> on their stomach and turn the to snake. <laughs> Some people cannot resist money. They see money, they want to sell their conscious they want to sell their everything as if money is all 
Many, money is only a support. It is support you. But it's not greater than you. So, oh, he picked it, hid it. God said, don't take anything from this place. That's my first fruit. It belongs to me. Nobody, if you take it, you take the accursed one. That's your first battle. You have won it. The gold. Leave them there. Everything. Leave it there. Don't touch it. It's not for your eating. It's not for you. But somebody, his eye went and said, Hey! Gold. Joshua said we shouldn't take it. Why? They asked, why shouldn't we take it? Questions comes. This is, should we leave it here? For who to come and for somebody? If you don't take it, somebody will come and take it. So you start debating it in your mind. And ask it. <laughs> so if somebody will take it, why won't the son of God, a child of God, enjoy that thing? Then he put his hand. And when you take the first one, that's what the second one is easy to take. The, great, the first sin is very difficult. But the second one, very easy. The third one, they become your lifestyle. Don't allow money to influence you. It's good. Money is good. I'm saying that. Let me tell you, I'm not saying money is not good. It's good. Anybody who says money is bad is lying. People say, oh, so what your prophet, they say money is bad. I said, no, the Bible didn't say that. I said, the love of money. It is the love of money that will make you disobey God and follow money. But money should be used to serve God. We need it to serve God. We need the money to serve Jehovah God. But if you want to be selfish, you know, he put it and hid it in his tent. He didn't want anybody to know. Millionaire is hiding the money. He didn't know God saw it. Whatever we do, God sees. Because of one man, a whole nation lost the smallest battle. Don't let it be because of you the whole of the church will lose its battle. We're going as a group. We're going as a nation. Everyone should play his part so that we can win the battle on the way. I hope you're getting me. Joshua. Let me finish with my Joshua. 
Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies. God is telling them the reason. But turn their back before their enemies because they have become doomed to destruction. Neither will I be with you anymore unless you destroy the accursed from you among. The secret, you see, they taking the land depend on God being with them. So if God says, I'm not going with you, you know Moses, Moses said, hey God, if you won't go with us, me too, I'm not moving. These people, they are not my people, I was in taking care of my father-in-law, I've already got my wife and children. You call me. If, if you, you, you won't go with us, me too, I'm not moving. So he desired the presence of God. And I want us to desire God's presence. Get up. Say, sanctify the people. And say, <clears throat> sanctify yourself for tomorrow. Because that says the Lord God of Israel. There is an accursed thing in your midst. Oh Israel, you cannot stand before your enemies until you have. Until you take away the accursed thing from among you. There are certain things we have to remove out of our life if we want to see victory. <coughs> Sometimes we think it's God who is creating the... Look, look, the devil has no power. But when you have his child with you, he will visit you every day. I told someone, if you marry Satan's daughter, he's your father-in-law. You know your father-in-law has the power to come to your house and visit you anytime he, he wants. So don't go and take Satan, something of Satan, and carry it and still expect God to give you victory in life. I know this is difficult for you, but that's the truth. Victory comes. Was it not God who promised them victory? Why did they fail? Couldn't God save them? He could, but something happened. So anytime you fail, ask yourself, is it God or is me? If it's you, what accusing are you holding? If you are from accusing, throw it away. Kill it. If you kill it, you'll have the next victory. Kill the problem. Kill that sin. Kill that is the thing that is hindering you. You know it. It's not the prophet who should tell you. You know it. Like that woman said, say, Hello. Sanyebo. This body, this flesh is creating too much problem. You must kill it spiritually. What, what a desire. Sometimes you don't want to go by it. Mm. Mm. Before you realize pulling you, kill it. Kill your anger. 
selfishness. Kill the works of the flesh. Kill the sorcery in you. Kill it. Your pride. The pride in you, you think you have arrived. Kill it. The thing that cannot make you relate to other Christians, kill it. If we all kill this sense, victory is going to come onto our life. Kill that vindictive spirit in you. As a nation, we must kill certain things. I belong to this party. This one can remove this one. This one can. We don't look for people who can do the real work. Kill it. Kill it and let us know we are all one nation moving towards one goal. Kill it. Well for me. If we want to win that battle, let's kill it. Stone it to death. Then God will lead us to the next victory. You see, in a family, this one don't talk with this one, this one. Kill it. Amen. I said, prophet, what are you saying? Sometimes some tribes don't like some tribe. Kill it. Amen. When they are even going to marry, God even is leading someone to go and marry somebody, and because he's this tribe, he said, mm, uh, and because meanwhile, you won't marry your daughter. I can't marry my daughter. Somebody wants to come and marry your daughter too, you say, hey, You can't marry your son. And if somebody wants to marry your son too, you say, Kill it. <laughs> oh, suffer. <laughs> Don't go and say my preacher said, Father said, kill. <laughs> Bribing and corruption. Yeah. Kill it. <laughs> we should kill it. Oh, that's awful. Men come to you. Let's first learn how to kill our little. You see, you talk about the nation. It is human beings that make the nation. But oh, uh, the nation is corrupt. I say, hey, which nation can be corrupt? It's the people. So one person can start and say, "Eh, I won't be corrupted. And it takes two to corrupt. 
Huh? The receiver and the giver. If there's no giver, there'll be no receiver. Oh? Yes. Kill it. You say, Prophet, kill it. If you have money, you don't give top money to your family. Kill it. Oh, is that Kill it. There are certain habits we must kill it if we want God to fight our battle for us. So they actually have to finish it. If you don't kill it, I won't go with you. Some of us, the reason why we are where we are, we have been defeated all the time, is something within us. We don't want to let it go. We don't want to kill it. So you go and go and go and you're defeated by the same problem, defeated by the same problem, defeated. Let us now learn how to what? kill it. If we don't know. You see, they didn't know who did it. But God have to. So we pray and find out, God, what is making me going back? What is causing my defeat in life? He prayed first. He didn't understand. He said, I shouldn't be defeated. Where you are, that is not where you ought to be. Don't just accept that place. You must move up. God created you in his image to make it. You are more than a conqueror. So they prayed. And God said, Select. Let's look at it. God, what he said. In the morning, therefore, you shall be brought according to your tribe. And it shall be that the tribe which the Lord takes shall come according to the families. So God is selecting them. First tribe. So they brought the region, the 10 region. Then they selected, and God selected one region. I won't mention any region. <laughs> <laughs> He selected one. <laughs> then, after the one, he also looked at the districts. And he selected one district. <laughs> when I mention one district, say one factory. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. You see, you can build a factory for the government. So, so, so if you're in a district, build one. Then it can be one factory. Don't worry, let me continue. <laughs> one district, one factory. That's okay. Then the Lord, he said, bring, uh, then the Lord take, the Lord take shall, the, the one the Lord has taken according to the family. And the family which the Lord take shall come by household, and the household who the Lord takes shall come man by man. See, we have a nation, we have a region, we have districts, we have unit, we have homes, and we have people in the house. So God recognized all this. So he picked and picked and picked until he came to uh, 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 a man. 
Look at the man he picked him. Then it shall be that he who is taken with the curse thing shall be burned with fire. Which is he? Sure. He and all that he has. So you are you think you are going to go and leave the property for your children. He will destroy everything. So it doesn't pay. He and all that he has because he has transgressed the covenant of the Lord and because he has done a disgraceful thing in Israel. So Joshua rose early in the morning, brought Israel by their tribe, and the tribe of Judah was taken. Jesus, the tribe. <laughs> David, the tribe. The GBF. The tribe of Judah was taken. Those who were going to rule in future were taken. The rulers. Praise was taken. The praise team, somebody came. Uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> it's a great people that they, whenever you see this, that something great is going to come out of it. The reason why you're going through this, all these things is because God has a plan and a great plan for your life. The tribe of Judah was, was taken. Hey! Judah. He brought the clan of Judah and he took the family of the Zahite. And he brought the family of Zahite, a man by name. And Zabdi was taken. Then he brought his household man by, by man, and Achan, the son of Kami. Not Kamisa. Kami. The son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, the tribe of Judah, was taken. Now Joshua said to Achan, My son, I beg you, give glory to the Lord, God of Israel, and make confession to him. And tell me now what you have done. Do not hide it from me. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel. And this is what I have done. When I saw among the spoils a beautiful Babylonian garment, this guy might be a fashionable man. And when your eyes on his ear, I see the glove. Press, 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 press somebody wear a new dress, some dress, and no, you are envying the person because of the dress. He can. Come. Beautiful. <laughs> 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels. I, convert, I converted them. I did what? I converted them and took them and there they are hidden in the earth in the midst of my tent with the silver under it. He coveted them. That is the last I think commandment, isn't it? That must give. That's another covet. If you for covet, you can break all. A covetous person 
can convert somebody's wife and cause adultery. Can steal. Can kill somebody and take something. Because of conversion. So you can, if you break one, you can break the rest. Say, this guy is dangerous. He himself knew the sin. So he pointed his sin. So Joshua sent messengers. They ran to the tent. And there it was. Hidden in his tent. With the silver under it. So Joshua had to get the evidence. And make sure that uh, the wrong person is not. Maybe his brain wasn't working well. That's why he said I did this. So they saw it. They took it. And, <laughs> and laid them out before the Lord. So every the Lord saw those things. Uh-huh. Then Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan the son of Zerah, the silver, the garment, the wedge of gold, his sons, his daughters, his oxen, his donkeys, his sheep, his tent, and all that he had. And they brought them to the valley of Akko. And Joshua said, why have you troubled us? And then our hands are the Lord will trouble you this day. So all Israel stoned him with stones. And they burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. Hey, in those days, God don't play with this. We are all by grace. Paul says, shall grace abound? Shall sin abound? Shall sin continue? So that grace might abound? No. Yes, it's by grace, but don't let us. You see, the principle still is in the Bible. The principles is in the New Testament. You've read the newspaper, all these things are still mentioned in the New Testament that the believers should it. Maybe, except one, which even that one, the principle has to be adhered to. We are quiet. I like it. The word is going in. Amen. We have come.